podcast 290 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm not Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Joe and Mad FM. Welcome, gents. Matt's a nonce. Hello. I didn't follow the script because on there it says my great, wonderful friend, Mad FM. What oh, a thanks, weirdo. dude. You're so kind. Stop that now, please. So we on only, this week, we only Matt. spit facts on this podcast. <laughs> Matt's not here. Anything could happen tonight. <laughs> On this week's pod, we're going to talk all about Joe's wonderful save focus, and we're going to spotlight, and that's the first Joe's heard about it, and we're going to spotlight about if they're good enough, they're old enough, and how you develop a wonder kid into first team football. But before we do that, Mr. Joe, on the spot, and I know you normally like to write a script when you do this, but how's your save going, mate? And happy birthday. <clears throat> Well, it would have been a week ago on my birthday, but thank you very much. It's okay. Um, where did we get to? With Stoke. Uh, Anyone you remember? Ha- yes, I remember vividly. That, um, you were at Stoke. And we lost. What, Arsenal what were it? being talked about. And I was going to leave. I wanted to get the Chelsea job, didn't I? Because yeah. Tuchel had been re-employed. Yeah. And I don't know what was, what European game was it? I lost on here. I streamed it to you guys, Poor. didn't I? Was it the Conference League? No, that was, was Europa Europa, League final. It might have been the Europa League final yeah. that I lost. Yeah, yeah, it was the Europa final. I can't really remember, but let's go with <clears throat> with Stoke. Um, Tuchel got sacked from Chelsea, so I was interested in that job again, but they didn't want me. I just wasn't wasn't high profile enough. Wait, my holiday. Um, built myself a nice little team with Stoke. Um, ironically, wanting to go to Chelsea, yet I'd signed Mudrik from Shakhtar. Free winter update, obviously. Um, had a lovely little team. Finished seventh, uh, two seasons on the bounce, which I thought was great for Stoke. Um, had some nice youngsters coming through, but I just wanted I wanted a another step. I just wasn't a fan of doing it on a rainy Wednesday night in Stoke. So I decided in the November of twenty twenty seven to just resign from Stoke. I was playing FM, and I think Duke was playing as well, and I was just sitting here holidaying, applying for jobs. I think I went Chelsea, they rejected me. Arsenal rejected me. West Ham rejected me. Mm. Villarreal rejected me. Oh. And then just I just rattled through, basically, and got to the summer, and then the PSG job came up because they'd finished second to Leon, And obviously, no Neymar. No Messi, no Verratti, no Ramos. So Mbappe still there? Mbappe is still there. Cool. So I applied for the job and literally got offered the interview, rattled through the interview, them saying, you know, you've you've you're only managed English clubs, you've only speak English, you know, all the normal things that are like negative, 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 and I've I've just clicked on the convince answer every time. And they came back, done the old oh, do you want to propose different um backroom staff members yeah they come back give you a budget of who you can obviously sack so done done that they offered the job um which i took and it was just a yes. you know, it's a normal ai imbalanced squad so i i thought i'll just get rid of a few players like ferran torres i can't remember who i told you now but there was a, uh, samuel chuck wazy there were just a few players that were just all over the place Mbappe's still there on a million pound a week at 29. Um, <laughs> Mason Mount, 350 grand a week. 
there's a few there I was saying to you guys before we started here. So Donnarumma still in goal. Same similar back four, Hakimi, Marquinhos, Kimpembe, Nuno Mendes. Um obviously that Hakimi, Marquinhos and Kimpembe all like getting towards the latter stages of their career. So there's so there'd be some development there. Uh, midfield pairing of Ruben Neves and Kefram Turam. That's his name, isn't it? No. Yeah, we'll go with that. Pronunciation isn't going to be great on this spot. It's Kefram, yeah. Kefram. Is it Turam, though? No? Turam, yeah. Kefram Turam. Kefram Turam. French guy. He is French, yeah. Um, on the left, sorry, on the right-hand side, um, I've been playing Facundo Torres. Um, they've got Cody Gakpo, but he's a bit Shadow, um, <laughs> and a new gen Diego Alves. As in the ten, I'm playing either Mason Mount or Danny Olmo, but they can't nice. decide who wants to be injured the most. And oh. then on the left, <laughs> Mbappe or Vidovic when Mbappe's been injured, who has been a revelation. I think he's 18 at the start of FM in uh, in Bayern's reserves, but he's developed quite nicely. Good little player. And then I've got Maxi Gomez up front. Um, playing him as a target man attack and he's pretty much scored a goal a game. Now I know we're playing in France and I know he's at PSG but he's the talisman for this team for goal scoring at the moment so yeah it's it's a bit of an interesting one um, I probably wouldn't have picked PSG out of the other clubs that I went for but they gave me a job so it would have been a bit <laughs> shit if I just kept continuing through and not getting any jobs so the plan is they still haven't won a Champions League right. and they obviously lost the league last year to Leon, so I'm kind of going to go well. I, I probably pissed the league, but let's see if we can get a Champions League, and then I'll if I win a Champions League, I'll just leave. Who did they sack, Joe? And do you like is the club vision? Can you remember um, for you to win the Champions League, or is it more about the league? It's uh, I think it says to reach the latter stages of the Champions League. I okay. can't remember who they sacked. To be honest, I didn't even look. Oh, I didn't care. I was getting offered a job, mate. A lot of money um, <laughs> in the capital of France, the, the, yeah. the city of love. Well, they, uh, talking of money, though, it, it was an eighty-eight million um, budget. Yeah, with a six million pound a week wage budget. So a sixth of that is taken up from Mbappe anyway. From Mbappe, nuts, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I thought eighty-eight million. Like, you can't really do a lot with that. Obviously, I sold a couple of players, so kind of reinvested. I only, I bought, I only bought one player. And that was a backup goalkeeper. Um, and then I've signed, they signed a player on a free who, actually, who wrecked my whole um, like squad mentality. Because basically they signed him on a free transfer and then I didn't have any space in the squad for Champions League registration. So he was unhappy and then every player is unhappy with how I treated him. Ouch. So I need to know who he is. Uh, I want to say his name's like, Javier Schlar or something like that. He's an Austrian. Schlager. Schlager. Yeah, it might be. Schlager. He's a Schlager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a yeah. DM, deep, deep one. Yeah. 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 Schlager. Could Schlager. be that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But he, he has wrecked the whole... Uh, when You know when you go in the hierarchy and it says like team performance, it's like very good. Manager. Um, confidence. Poor. <laughs> so I'm like, brilliant. I know, I know we're focusing on your PSG team here, Joe, but I mean... For Leon to to win the league against that PSG team is very impressive. I mean, we've done 
I've done multiple saves in France, and so is Mad, and we know how hard that is to overthrow them. Have they got a superstar? Have they got somebody that's come through that's just been a worldie, or has it just been that PSG were that shit? I've literally just played them before we started recording this pod, and they've got Sam Byron playing right back. Okay. No, they don't. <laughs> they honestly that's all I needed do. to know. They've also got Aaron Wambasaka, so that, yeah. Oh, uh, no, goat. to be fair, no, they haven't. I, th- I think it's probably the year that Neymar, Messi, Verratti, like those kind of players have all gone. All left in one go. Yeah, so I think it's more that like they're in a transition and some of the players that they signed are dog shit. That's a hell of a they're save really- idea, though. Like, if you think about the fact that they will all probably leave at the same sort of time, um, that's yeah, that's a really interesting kind of thing to pick up. To be honest, it's, it's not a long term one for me. This I basically I've got a bit of an agenda for this because mm. I feel like the Premier League, and because I've been rejected from the Premier League for the bigger clubs, I'm like right, I'm going to win the Champions League with PSG, yeah, and then I'm going to buy Erling Haaland, mm. then I'm going to leave and go back to the Premier League. When he's so he's, make it a bit easier for so you. he can't <laughs> score like four hundred goals a season. That's my plan. I feel like Joe's walked into the PSG interview and he's asked for um, a clause that says he wants to make PSG a stepping stone for his next club yeah. <laughs> at PSG. <laughs> Joe, I have a question for you. Warren Zaire Emery. Who? Uh, is, he, is he hanging around PSG still? We talked about the You mentioned about the AI imbalance. And stuff. Yes. And they've let him, let him rot. They haven't developed him. And that's a typical big club <sighs> issue where the kind of good youngster, probably decent potential, just hasn't been given the game time. He hasn't been loaned out. It's just been a bit of a waste, really. And I was when I took the job and saw he was there, I was like, oh, you get a chance to actually manage him now to see if... No. So I'm, I'm trying. He's still fairly young, so I'm hoping that I can get a little bit of a tune out of him and it, I could play him as the backup to Ruben Neves. And just see, you know, just mm. let him have, you know, he can play the front, he can play in the league, can't he? Yeah. I mean, I probably could play in the league, to be fair. You'd fall over. The French, the French league is, it, it, yeah, I mean, there are some rough clubs there. Um, Joe, you, you mentioned it uh, multiple times now, it being a, like a, not a long-term save for you, or at least this team not a long-term save. Um, obviously, on the old, the non-update version, uh, as we're interviewing you, is there, is there anything you've got in the pipeline that's coming up next? A lot of people kind of hang on every word you say with the pod. Enjoy your save ideas. Uh, I I use a lot of your save ideas, to be honest. Um, what have you got coming up next? And how many times have I got to ask you to do a network save with me before we do a network save? Sorry, mate, you broke up there. Um, yep. <laughs> um, no, to be fair, I have to be decided. I'm struggling because it is a kind of, I did want to start on a winter update, like a new save, new, mm. you know, get get into it. I thought, do you know what? I'm st- I'm playing this one at the moment, so I don't need to rush into it. I need to find something that really takes my fancy. I, I probably have a little dabble with Chelsea just to see how bad that is, like, you know, with that massive squad and see what happens. I think it'll be even more interesting when it gets to the summer and all the loans come back, like what you're going to have to, what mess you're going to have to clear up there. You've also got, with that squad, once that whole they're under twenty ones disappears, how do you register all those players? You know, you're gonna have this so there's there's like a little bit of me that's going, oh, I'd like to have a little dabble at Chelsea, but then I've been playing in the Premier League. I'm not kind of in a rush for that. I always do a Villarreal save. But I'm not 
I'm not there yet. That's kind of my end of FM. I always tend to go there. Sounds like we could get a network saving here somewhere, Joe. Yeah. Pardon, mate. You broke up again. So, um, he said it. He said it clearly. You've broken up. Okay. Yeah. You and Joe are no longer together. Do you know what, I, what it is? I, yeah. I mean, we talk about network saves a lot on this set, on this, this pod, and I genuinely believe it is the best way to play the game. It is. So it's, very, do, it's very good, to be fair. I do my utmost to get him involved, man. The problem is, um, is that if you start winning. He likes to try and use all the exploits and pretend that he has. Oh, I've just loaded loaded a <laughs> tactic that's got that got that on it, like nah. fucking bat- short corner. Anyone disagree? There's, I mean, there's no exploits this year. Yeah, there is. No, out swinging far post corners. You you pick the save. I pick you pick the tactic that I can play. The system I can it's play. It's you not pick a the network save, is it? It's me being a director of football, <laughs> <laughs> which I've done before for Herb, if you remember. I remember that. Who? Rest in peace, Herb. He's just mm. he, he announced on YouTube that he's no longer doing football manager content. Is he not? No, no, he's done. Ah, oh, well, uh, do you know? All joking aside, and obviously we, we are. You fuck it, I can't be asked. Um, <laughs> no, joking. Uh, he's <laughs> a like lovely that. guy. We've met him a horrible times. He's been on the pod a lot of times. It's sad to he see. He was on the somebody... pod for a long time. That's what I said. <laughs> he was part of the pod. Yeah, he was on the pod for a long he's time. Still, he met us at... He's still part of the pod. Yeah, he's he's always got a little part of our heart. Um, he's more welcome here than I am. In fairness, I'll be, be completely fair, yeah. on. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be completely yeah, honest. It's fact, changed my more welcome here than you are. Yeah, I ain't <laughs> seen him for six years. <laughs> it's, it's definitely changed my opinion on homeless people. I now put a pound or two in every pot I walk past, just because I think someday it might get back to her. You know? he's, moved, he's moved back to Milton Keynes, mate. Is he? No more doorways for him. Stuck on the roundabout now. Yeah. But Joe, thank <laughs> thank you very much for that little insight. Um, thank Thanks, you very Joe. much. Um, honestly, please consider. They've broken um, the squad views as well, so I'm gonna. Yeah, have I mean, we can have a little chat about the update. I, I'm not a big, a, a big fan because it instantly broke my system post. at City. Uh, City. Yeah, but that's all right. I like that's what I like about the update. I like that it forces. I've said this before. They should mm. do just some. They should change the meta, so to speak, mm. because it it keeps it up. Everyone goes, oh, it's fucked me up. Yeah, but you know there's an update, so get you get ready because it will mm. change, and that mm. keeps it fresh because you've got. Like you think of all these people that make tactics videos and stuff like that, like that is now a great time for them to be reinvigorated to make more yeah, tactics to work. Yeah, re re-upload. Absolutely, and, and it stops like people just pressing continue. Like, oh, I've got a, I've got a tactic that works. Just fucking yeah. space bar, space bar, mm. space bar. Like you go, oh no, I'm losing now. It's oh, just, I'll, I'll, I'll try something different. Just pivotal, pivotal time of the season for me, and I'd pr- probably prefer it not to come then. But no, um, Joe, amazing as as per normal. Um, I'm assuming there's no written, no, just this is the only content we got on it. Mad doesn't let me. Yeah, Mad. To be fair, that's a fair point. There's a lot that Mad doesn't let us do anymore. Um, I have. Fun. I am the captain now. Moving on to the spotlight this week, and like we said, if they're old enough, they are good enough. No, if they're good enough, they're old enough. Is what we're going to say, right? The ultimate football manager dilemma: How best to develop a wonder kid for first team football? For every Wayne Rooney, there is a Freddie Adu. For every Kylian Mbappe, there's a Ravel Morrison. This is mean because Ravel Morrison is still class. Nowadays, it feels like players are being introduced younger and younger to senior elite football, and with players now more physically and mentally able to handle the transition, pace, and physicality required to perform at levels, it's clearly evident through the likes of Xavi. Pedri, Bellingham, Musiala, etc., etc. I said Javi, didn't I? You said Javi. You meant Gary, I meant Gary. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Reading's tough for me. This is a big gig, right? 
I think he's done well. He's done well. For <laughs> so, lads, in recent times, we've seen the likes of Garnacho, Stefan. Stefan Bajetic. Evan Ferguson <laughs> and Warren Error, uh, Emery, uh, who seemingly have made smooth transitions to senior football. Thank you to my Google friend there to help. Not to mention, um, Ethan, we didn't even practice this one. Who's this one, Matt? Um, oh, uh, oh, if, uh, Arsenal, Ethan, uh, Joe, Nwaneri? Nwaneri, okay. Who recently became the, okay, perfect. Well, we'll talk about him in a minute. Who recently become the youngest ever Premier League player at the age of just 15 but his mum still bought his trousers so we thought it would be a good time to talk about how we each go about introducing young players to the first team football in fm our approach in terms of development in game time and how best to avoid having our top youth prospects become the next failed wonder kid so let's start how young is too young to bring a wonder kid into first team football 14 I was going to say 15. I, I think 15 is insane. That kid came on for Arsenal when he's 15. That's, that's insane. Uh, well, no. I'm talking about in-game because there's no 14-year-olds. This is also <laughs> true. But no. <laughs> well, like you're saying, if, if you, you're good enough, you're old enough, doesn't matter how old you are. Like that's, that's a lot of risk. If you're IRL, say you're Arteta, for instance, and you're bringing a 15-year-old into the first-team squad, that's a lot of responsibility on the manager, not the player, because the player is kind of in a win-win because if they do really well, they've done really well, and if they don't, it's because they're too young. Whereas the manager, if he plays him and he, you know, shits his pants, it's kind of on the manager. It's it's crazy how these you hear these stories of these kids that have come on and played and yet they've got to go and do maths tomorrow. Or, you know, they, the story of, oh, they can't wait to go and tell their mates at school tomorrow. It is crazy to think 50. I mean, I can't genuinely remember what I was doing at 15. I, I, I mean, I lost my virginity at that age and, and I, I was definitely smoking at that age. So like, I, I was never in line to kind of take my Premier League. Uh, Premier League weird um, flex. Weird flex, yeah. Funny enough, <laughs> at the same time. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I would say, yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> Steve, I'm not a massive fan uh, of, of bringing in... I mean, I love a young squad. And I've always bought. I've always loved a young squad. However, 15's too young for me. They've, I, I would like. I mean, I'm looking at 16, an old 16, 17 year old before I start decide to play with them, because it's just not. But you get a lot of uncertainty with them, and I, I just think that I kind of go into the IRO, IR, the IR. What L? am I trying to say? L, the IRL kind of mindset of it that. These kids are just kids, you know. And if you're not, if you're not mentally there, and you like you said, you shit your pants on a big stage, it's only going to come back to bite you in the bum. Exactly what Joe's just said, and that really would concern me. And then also the fact if you have that unpredictability, you don't know them very well. You haven't got the history of them. You haven't got like the full scope of their mental side. Are they? Are they? Do they get scared in big games? Do they? Are they argumentative? All this stuff. And also, if, if a player, if, a, if an opponent was due to bring a player on that's it's 15, I'm going to be hitting him hard. I'm going to be tackling him hard, see how he reacts. It's something that, it's just too young. It scares the shit out of me. Isn't it even like, they can't even use the same dressing room? I mean, we're totally not on the FM. Side okay, things, so I can talk to you like, there. So, uh, WhatsApp you... group. They couldn't be in the team WhatsApp group. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's crazy. 
I used to, <laughs> they couldn't have TikTok. I used to play men's football when I was 14. Uh, and I, I used to play it uh, when it was a stage of that the safeguarding wasn't a thing. It's mm. now a thing. If you are yeah. under the age of 16, you can't play men's football, technically. So I don't know how that works. Like I couldn't sign on for a men's team at 15, but I could at 14, which is weird. So you're right, Matt. I'm assuming couldn't share that. Um, but like, of all the things to mention, that you coming up, but they can't be in the same dressing room. That's a yeah. weird thing to just, bring up. Just like if you, it is I mean, true, I would, though. I mean, just the, the whole dynamic of it all. You know, the, like like yeah. literally, I I play Sunday league football now. I'm 36. There's wow, you don't a 16 or 17. There's 16 or 17 year old guys playing with us. And their parents represent them in the WhatsApp group. So the manager's like, who's training Wednesday night? And the thumbs go up, but their parents do it for okay. them. And I, like, that's a safeguarding thing. And I yeah. think that rolls all the way up. It's just crazy to think. I love, the way, that, on... I love the way that me Sorry, and Joe David. are talking about embedding them in our team and you're just thinking about them getting changed. Um, that's how I roll. A few things then. Firstly, uh, when you've got a, a promising youngster, Joe, Mad, are you playing them? Are you loaning them up? Uh, loaning them out? Or are you putting them in the reserve team? What are you doing? I, suppose. Uh, I mean, well, go, go, for Joe. go You go first. No, go on, I was go just going to say... I'll, I'll be better at this. Well, yeah, you will. <laughs> Mine is very very simple and quick. I, I have it programmed in my brain that... Um, <laughs> I have it programmed in my brain that until they're at least 17, it's a bad idea to bring them near the first team. And I just think that's some kind of a legacy part of the FM mechanics that are stuck in my brain. So I, I don't think I'll ever bring anything younger than 17. And to be even a regular, it would be 18. And I think, Joe, you'll have a lot more context on this as to why I think that. Yeah. Go on, Doug. Well, the only thing for me was something that I learned not that long ago, but I like I used to like loaning them out. But then I never really looked at where that loaned them out. It was just kind of who's going to play the most, I'd loan them out. I think it was you, Joe, a conversation that we had. Again, we always learn off Joe. Uh, of talking about, well, why are you not checking what their training facilities are like? Why are you not checking all of their kind of, is this club good enough for your player? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm keen to loan them out to start with. But I've had a history of, of bringing young players on and doing well for me. I mean, we all remember the old start of the Victor Seaman love in the 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 Dortmund, no, Wolfsburg-Leverkusen save, where I brought a, a young Victor Simon on because he's the only striker I had. And he scored the winner against Bayern. Like, it's just so many amazing memories from these youngsters. So I like to play them, but if you loan them out, you've got to remember, no way you're loaning them out. The fine line, though, you bring on a guy like that and he scores. You remember when, they, when um, United were bringing on Makeda? Makeda! He was scoring, and then... And then gone, vanished. Freddie Sears. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that Freddy happens a Sears. lot. Freddie Sears. Wow. Freddie Sears. I mean, that happens a lot. I mean, like, Manchester United. I mean, we... we oh, no. Oh. What? No. No. I forgot the no. kid's name. It's fine. Yeah, James Wilson. James Wilson. James Wilson. Uh, yeah, he came on when Giggs was managing. He, he scored a wonder goal at the end of the season. Bang. He's now... I think he's now playing for Salford, right? He was playing for Salford, yeah. Like, that was the last thing I heard of him. Like, it can push these kids into the fact... I mean, we're talking a lot of IRL stuff, but it can push these kids into the limelight very early on. But go on then, Joe. Joe, tell us. Release the wiki. Well, <laughs> well it's lots of stuff we've mentioned loads of times on the pod, really. Um, youth development is better, obviously, at your own club, training. It's about training, not about playing time. And then when they get to 18, it's all about playing time. So if you're... 
like you said about the loaning out, this is the thing that I always look at, and I, I can't be a hundred percent that it actually makes a difference, but it, logically it makes sense. So if you look, does it if it's if your player is like sixteen, seventeen, if a club wants to loan them and they've got better training facilities than you, why not use them? Because as long as they're going to get game time, and that's that's the important thing. Like I don't like let anybody go out on less than regular starter. If I'm looking to put them in. Um, What's the, is the development list? Is that what it's called when you yeah. add them to development list or whatever it is? Again, there it has to be minimum regular starter, and then select. Like I normally select good training facilities because I just think that will give them that. That's what they need at that age. Mm. When it goes to eighteen and over, I'll. It's more about playing time, so I'm not so fussed about the training facilities. It's more about them being getting regular game time. And another thing I look at, and and this again is my own logic not something that i've read or no gospel is that if a team comes in to loan a player and they're not in a league that's loaded i won't loan them there okay yeah, I because, like that idea. because the match mm. engine is different and it's it's basically it's it's, it's generated it's just generated mm. information so i don't know how their development will go in a non-loaded if you can't League. go and watch the game, so why would you want? Yeah, you, yeah. So, like that, that. so that's something that I always kind of keep in mind. If you start getting like the Russian clubs or something coming in, and you haven't got Russia loaded, like I won't send them there because in my mind it's not genuine gameplay. You know, I think it's just a randomly generated set of statistics. So that that's the first thing. Um, if they're good enough to be in the first team. I will not leave them in that like in my first team if they're not getting game time because I think it's just wasted time. You can utilize them playing for your reserves, but again, you kind of want to have quality in your reserves. And a lot of saves that I do start off with me completely getting rid of my reserves because I don't see the point out there. That's a massive waste of funding. If you're using it to develop players, and I'm pretty sure Foxy was one of the people that kind of mentioned this was about basically bringing players in just to play in the reserve team to make these players better. So you can kind of do that, but that's not something I ever do. But if, if I've brought them up because I'm kind of going, they're going to get game time, I'll make sure I give them game time and I'll let them have poor results, like like poor average rating, so to speak, but I'll give them the game time because I think it's part of their development, not expecting them to have, you know, seven plus average rating every game. I'll play them because I want them to have the game time because that's important for their development. I think on the loan topic, I probably haven't done it for a while, but one of the things I would have done focused on a lot was, like I remember, you know, we talk about 90s football, and Dupe, you'll know this, Man United when they had that affiliation with Antwerp mm-hmm. and they used to send all the young lads out to Antwerp. Um, I mean, even back in the day, David Beckham was on loan at Preston and I just remember one of the things I would do, rather than getting too hung up on the reserves, um, I would be trying to really force like a really good affiliation. Um, looking at the facilities, Joe, like you mentioned, but even trying to bring their facilities up on the cheeky way of things. Um, a bit like I was doing the Northern Boys, where you're kind of giving them a bit of freebie cash Money so that their infrastructure will uh, will rise up. Um, so I think that's a good model if you're looking for a save where you're, where you're looking to churn a lot of youth players through and bring them to the first team. Yes, you can do it with the reserve team and, and all your own facilities, but it's an interesting one to see if you can get a really good affiliate to have that traffic over and back, but boost their facilities to make them as good as yours. 
Best of both worlds. It's really strange. I was listening to the Under, the Under the Kosh podcast with Danny Simpson. And he went, oh, yeah. he meant he was one of the players that, that, that went, you know, was he? Um, yeah, I think he played quite like quite a lot in one season. And like, I'm sure can't think of the other player, but there's Which another player, yeah, but there's another player that's been on a pod that's talked about like Ronnie Wallwork walking into there and like the facilities was immense for a club of that size and that stature and how that they were treated like gods going over and being like Manchester United players. and yeah how like a positive thing it was and you know these are kids that have gone on to do you know I mean Danny Simpson is a Premier League winner right he won it with, Premier he, Newcastle he, legend he won it with Leicester didn't he yeah Man City have got a, a Belgian side haven't they uh, Leicester have got a Belgian side Arsenal mm. had one for a long time mm. didn't, I'm trying I to think, think if there's anything there now that kind of I want to say with Arsenal did they have they were going to sign Yaya Torre and got him to go to the Belgian club or it might have been Colo Torre that went there but they they were going to get Yaya Torre and he ended up going to that Belgian club. Can't remember the name. It's a nice little save idea though to to really replicate what those clubs have done. Nowadays, you know, there's networks like City have about twelve affiliates. But yeah, no, I mean, build a really successful one that would be that would be a good. Is, is massive now. There's so there's lots of teams um, that are yeah, trying it, that are trying it now. The Red Bull kind of team as well, right? They they they've got loads. But I mean, at the moment, it just seems to be if you're an ex-player of that club, they'll send you players, you know, or you've got some sort of affiliation with a club. You just see these players going off and like, and just going to work with players like the City ones going to Burnley, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, with, or over to Anderlecht when Vincent Company was there and stuff. And, you know. Lampard and Derby. And, yeah, exactly. But if you want players to have that club DNA where better to learn it from than someone that's been in that DNA. yeah yeah, legend. yeah yeah right also uh listeners get your notebooks out because i think joe's going to tell us some interesting stuff as well mentoring joe how do you mentor your youngsters because you're always really good at it. you always tell me off when you watch my streams you go you don't do enough of this you don't do enough of that and i feel mentoring is one that i don't do enough of to be fair I, since it changed i haven't really used it that much like the groups because every time I do it, I don't really ever see a, a massive impact. Like when you was it tutoring before, wasn't it? Tutoring was and that was easy. That was tutoring was an exploit, if I'm honest. So yeah, I that, agree. that was too easy. And I think mentoring has gone the other way that you don't see that much difference. I mean, I again, if you've got talented wonder kids coming through, I will tend to buy someone experienced that plays a similar position, like especially with centre halves, because I think the mental side of kind of centre-backs is really important. So I normally would get someone experienced in who's like a really good leader and then put them in a mentoring group with that with that youngster because I always find like with new gens or, or young defenders, they don't need to really flourish until they're kind of 25 plus. So they've got lots of time to learn their craft. You know, I think if you're playing like a 20-year-old centre-half, you're kind of asking for trouble because that they need to develop that mental side they could be, you know, physic. They could be tall. They could, could have good jumping, reach, heading, and stuff like. That. But I think it's the the mental side is what makes centre halves. So I really that that's they're probably the people that I mentor the most. But it's just about having the right personality type. You've got to be careful of their traits, of what they're all kind of. It's all little bits like that that you have to look at. But I'm actually going to say in since mentoring has been a thing, I probably haven't used it as much as I used to use tutoring religiously. But I always look when, like when you say about, I always say stuff about yourself. It's because if I see 
a particular player and you go, why don't you get him mentored? You know, if you're, because mm. you were saying about um, your striker at 1860. Yeah. And you was talking about some of, some of his kind of Weaknesses. attributes and stuff like that. And I was like, well, why not mentor him with somebody mm. else? Just to see if that helps. Because he's like, you was, you were bugging about signing like a player for God knows how many millions and thinking he wasn't going to be that good just because he wasn't yeah. basic. Yeah. Which, it which turns out he's one of the best strikers in the game. Ever, yeah. I mean, this this leads on. I mean, Matt, you got anything you want to add to the, the mentoring thing? It, it's something that I don't use enough, so I can't kind of add too much. I, wa- I, I, I watch it. I observe it to make sure that it's, you know, structured in a way. Like, to be fair, the assistant does tell you when it's when it's fucked. Um, you know, especially like, like say if I'm in every season, I have a lot of turnover of players, you know, when you're starting bringing in lots of free agents just for a year. So the the assistant manager is very good at telling you when it's fucked. I don't know how good he is at setting it for you. So I, I only really pay close, close attention if I have a player I'm particularly excited about that I'm, you know, if it's a 16, 17 year old new gen or a youth player that I really have high hopes for. So that means I'm doing, and you know, we might talk about it in a minute, training, focus, um, traits, mentoring, um, you know, and then deciding, okay, is it a loan? Is it cup games and all that? But again, I wouldn't be doing it for a bunch of youth players. It would have to be a special player. Yeah, I mean, that leads us on perfectly to training. Uh, it's something that, uh, again, as a team, as a squad, I'm not great at. But the individual development for me is key. I'll go and find a player that I like the look of that's a youngster and I'll individually kind of pick a training focus for them and and let them kind of develop on there. Uh, Joe's big on your training. What do you reckon? I was just going to say with you, 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 you pick players on their attributes a lot and then we'll put them into different positions. Mm-hmm. They're like you'll retrain them because you say those attributes fill that position. You do that yeah. a, probably a lot more than I see anywhere else. But mm. we, we've trained this exactly that. Just don't waste the time. You know, if you've got a player, get him in this. Get him, you know, train individual training on the attributes that you want to increase. Obviously, add your traits in, but don't, you know, you don't have to add a million traits in, but just like if you've got a DLP or a centre midfielder that you want to be your kind of central focus, try and get him dictating the tempo, you know, things like that. Or if they've got traits, try and get them to re- like lose them. Like I love with centre-backs switching the play. I love that because it's always one that just gets the, the game going. If you've got them where they like to switch the play, I love that from my centre-halves. But you've got the time to do it. If you leave it two or three seasons, like you're just wasting that time, just get on them straight away. Uh, use the notepad in like... The reminder feature in the game. Set yourself reminders. Just keep doing it. I mean, normally what you'll get if they don't like it, your assistant will tell you they're not enjoying training, and you can just do it. But if you if you just go into the individual training bit, and just literally just tap through, and just you'll see it there. Just it takes it's so quick just to change your individual training to what you want, you know, and just mix it up and try and try and get those attributes up. Yeah, I mean, you've you've obviously got to work in a in a certain method. For me, I, I always kind of like say. Either pick on a weakness or or pick on a strength. If if a player is 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 an average player and they've got good passing, good vision, then I will work on making that passing and vision even better. Um, and a bit like you said about the way that I retrain players, I'll look for an attribute that's cheaper to buy in a certain position that I can retrain them into a different position. For example, you can't train tackling, so if you want a good DLP, uh, a good DM that you know. You might buy a, a cheaper centre back that's got good tackling, but actually 
you can then work on his vision and his passing. So then when he gets the ball and he, he can actually pass it out more, uh, it is just solely on kind of having a good look in that development screen because there's a lot you can do. And, and don't be scared to kind of try things because you will know if they don't like it. But also, it, they jump up very quickly. And it's very, you've, you see a response on that very quickly. I mean, real life example. We go back to Newcastle, but Eddie Howe's coming to Newcastle. Put Miguel Almiron on the right hand side, and all Miguel Almiron wants to do is cut in on his left. Mm. And he, he didn't used to do that. He used to run and stick to the wing, stick to the he, side of the pitch because hey, he could out, he could beat his man. You say that though. He didn't do that much on Saturday, Sunday, did he? Let's not go there. Okay, mate. Sorry, <laughs> Joe Linton. Yes, I mean Joe Linton. Position that's, retraining. That's the, that's the one there, mate. Uh, yeah, I heard yeah. who was it? Was it Lee Clark? I think it was. Said like before this season he was probably Newcastle's worst ever signing. Mm. Now this yep. season they're saying he's one of his best. Mm. You know, and that's like, all from playing him in a different position. Yeah, don't be scared like to there try is, that. There's shit. talks. There's talks of him being called up for the Brazil squad. There's a guy who on Twitter has been posting a picture of Joe Linton every day until he gets a Brazil call up, and he's gotten like he's on like number four hundred. Wow. Um, but there's actually talks that he might get called up because he's just playing that well, and there isn't as many. Box to box, you know, strong, good technical um, box to box midfielders like for Brazil because Fabinho's out of form. Fred is up and down. Whoa, um, whoa, 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 not be having any Fred slander on here. The thing that Fred's got that Joe Linton hasn't is a Carabao Cup medal. Carabao Cup final. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we were recording uh, this on Friday night, not Monday, because Mad was still a little bit mad. Mad, I'm going to move on. Is that okay with you? Yes, it is. Determination. It is. In the words of Curti, is it a thing? Absolutely. 100%. Joe, that's something you massively screen by as well, right? You, you, you live by the fact that it's, a, it's not the a bad player all. with good determination can become a very good player. <laughs> Depends. So you get lots of random determinations on good players. Mm-hmm. And the, the ones with good determination that have got variable will be brilliant. If they start the game and they haven't got a good determination attribute, they tend to not develop very well. Um, it's not the be all and end all, but it's a great indicator. And you want them to, be, you want them to have that. The you want player. them to have determination. Mm. Like when you have a younger player, and if you're going to do a lot of work with a player, like on that development screen. So, like, what I'm tending to do is I'm going on to training, individual training. A lot of people might look at it as a list, and you're going, "God, this is too much," right? And and it's hard to know. There's so many traits to choose from. You got to pick what the focus might be, even the role, if you're not going that deep. If you flick the kind of toggle to the detail view, you still you're still going player by player, but on one screen you've got the position training, the additional focus, the intensity level, weaker foot training, and player traits, as well as the training rating, all on one screen. That's where you can literally go player to player and choose. Um, so I just I just, like when there is a lot going on. If if you if I'm going to come along and set five of those things, so I want you to train this role, I want you to train this trait. How could determination not be a thing? Because why else would it be there? I suppose, first of all, it's there to, I suppose, it's it's about how well the player is engaging with what you're doing, I believe. It's what, what I've always said. Uh, the attributes, I believe, are a multiplier. So the higher the number, the higher the 20, the more the multiplication will come for the like how they progress. So it mm. could be like 0.01 if they've got one, but it could be 0.2 if they've got 20 determination. Mm. You know, it's not a lot, but it could be two times the progression if they've got 20 determination is how I've always had yeah. it in my mind. Like the higher that number, and it's the same with, you know, strikers with finishing and composure and things like that and their concentration. It's, it's different 
different factors create a multiplication of how that player will be. Like you could have someone with like 13, 13 be better than someone with 20 and 5. You know, and it's mm. people people fixate on twenties, but actually it's it's how the well how the how the equation works. Yeah, it's all about Duke. the balance, right? Our boys our boys wicked smart. <laughs> yeah, no, he's I mean we we we'll just touch upon one thing before we do kind of finish this section up. One thing I will say is just because their media description doesn't state that they're a wonder kid doesn't mean that they're a wonder not a wonder kid, right? I think a lot of people kind of go and search that media description. I've done it. It's something that I do a lot is, is as a big indicator is I will kind of in my scouting screen, have that media description and scroll down and find the wonder kid and then scout them. Um, it's just a little bit of a, a little bit of an indicator, but just because they haven't got wonder kid doesn't mean they're not going to become the best person to play in the world. So don't kind of stare at that. Um, something we did discuss and we haven't discussed yet. And we kind of discussed it pre pod was game time. Um, and I know we're kind of going back a few steps, but we're going to do a negative, Curtie, and not jump the gun. We're going to go back a little bit. Um, Joe, you read something, or you came out with a, an amazing kind of thing that I did not know anything about. I don't think Mad knew. And mm. we then kind of fact-checked it, and you were spot the fuck on. So do you want to kind of just talk us through that a little bit before we move on? It's, it's another one of those little FM nuggets that just stuck there from donkeys years ago about when you're develop, obviously giving a young player game time, is I always thought it was get them on before the 70th minute, but we just quickly had a quick look through, and there's a couple of blogs that say 75 minutes. So it's basically to get them an average rating score. Is If they don't do that, if so if you're putting them on at like 80 minutes, let's say, that's not helping with their development. So you need to, you know, for a rule of thumb, get them on before the 70th minute. So 69th minute, do that and it definitely helps it could be 75 and you're giving them five extra minutes but it's uh when i said it these two were just like is that a thing and yeah. it's like it's like we could play this year game for 30 years mm-hmm. and there's there is always something that someone doesn't know yeah but it makes incredible sense so kind of the way that you explained it to me was the fact that it takes 15 minutes to get a match rating and and that and, and it kind of logs as a game yeah it makes absolute sense Never, never looked at it like that. It's a game because it's a game of numbers, right? So, yeah. like, it, it's all being plugged in. So, we will, I mean, it does make I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll ask a man that will definitely know Nick Madden. Well, it doesn't have to be Nick, it could be Seb. Uh, oh, Seb, yeah. Mm. Okay. Good shout. If you're listening, lads, if you're listening. Yeah, no, they're, 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 there's a few that listen. So, if, if Mad, we, we Mad will ask one of you this week. Yeah. And confirm. You'll get, you'll get a DM. Mad, you'll probably have to DM from the pod account because I don't think they follow you. Then anyway, right. So, it's blocked. Friday night. And in my household, that's normally role play night. So we're going to do a little bit of a scenario for you now. And I want you to kind of explain what you would do. So imagine this. What's you are. You're up. Sorry? She's yeah. asleep. Can we start with the your yes. role play thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So scenario time. Okay. You are managing Real Madrid. And you have just signed a 16-year-old Brazilian talent called Enric. For a reported £70 million. How do you treat this guy? What do you do? 16 years of age. We all know the talent this kid has or will have in the future. But how are you managing him first season? Well, he doesn't turn up for a couple of years, does he? Correct. So you've That's got the that. right answer, Joe. Well done. So what are you going to do when he turns 18? Mad well written, by the way. <laughs> um, one thing that always comes to my mind, and it goes back to the mentoring, 
is, do you remember um, Pato, the Brazilian striker? Yeah. When he went to AC Milan. And there's a story that R9 Ronaldo walked in and basically gave him a copy of Playboy and said, you either <laughs> be with me or you be with Kaka, because Kaka's obviously really religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was basically decide what you want to be, and I can kind of see that at Real Madrid. You kind of got like Vinicius Junior and Rodrigo going like, yeah. just you know, following our footsteps, we've been the youngsters, superstars that are coming through. Mm. Or you have someone like, I don't know, I would have said Marcelo, but obviously he's uh, gone now. Yeah. Benzema. And his mobile know. phone, because he's yeah. not very good at that, is he? <laughs> Let's be honest. He's got a checkered history too. Yeah. But, you know, Modric. Like, not on WhatsApp. Nah, Modric, he'd just be playing him David Getter music, wouldn't he? <laughs> Gail, but Coronation <laughs> Street. <laughs> you don't know. Obviously, you know, the type of players, but you, you could say there will be. there's always going to be the party boys and they'll always be the sensible ones, won't they? So I think like, yeah. like if you went mentoring, you'd probably say like your Modric, your Tony Cruz, you know, players like that get them mentored. I'm trying to think now, who's they got centre? Who's they got centre half these days? Militao. Al- Alaba. He scored a lone goal, didn't he? Militao and Alaba, I think, because Alaba's become kind of a main, main well, centre half now. Yeah, because they're not very happy with him because he voted for Messi instead of voting for Benzema for World Player of the Year. So they, all the Real Madrid fans booed him at the El Clasico last night, which was quite so, good talk. Yeah, I'll continue after you cut me off. But um, <laughs> the uh, I'd say mentoring would be a big thing. Mm-hmm. Moving to a new country, obviously mm-hmm. he's got he's got people that speak his language, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I've no doubt that he'll be doing like intense Spanish lessons. I'm sure they'll be getting that into mm-hmm. them. So when he comes over, he'll be he'll be fairly clued up with his Spanish. Um, and then yeah, just make making sure that he settles. That's the main thing. You know, in FM, when you sign a new player and it says get a player to welcome them, that does make a difference, as you'll see, because you'll get the, the inbox item saying, oh, he's settled well, like his welcoming period was really good. So similar thing, making sure that, it, you know, nowadays the top clubs have all got, you know, brilliant player care people that work for them to make sure that they've got everything that they need to settle well. But you mentoring, settle well, and then if you're going to integrate them into that first team, it's really, you know, Things like the Copa del Rey, brilliant. Just get them in there and just let them shine. The thing is, kind of on my mind, I'm trying to think: Do Real Madrid tend to loan out young players who are hot, like very prompt? Like Mariano, they tend, did he? They tend Mariano to, was what they tend to do is they'll let them go, so they'll transfer them out, but they'll have a yeah. buyback option. Okay. So like they've done that with Danny Carvajal. Uh, do you think, I think they've, they've done, done that it with, with Mariano? I was going to say, I'm assuming they haven't done that with Erdegaard. Because he went young, didn't he? No, I think I can't remember what the what the score was. There. Like I know they've um, like I think Mariano was on loan somewhere. Um, there was a guy Diaz at one point, and Ra- Ra- is it Rainier, Rainier, Rainier? Yeah, Ren- Renier. Yeah, he's the Brazilian yeah. kid. But I, I, I just I'm trying to think: Have they gone on loan and come back? I think he went and got back did into he go to the squad. Dortmund. He was at Dortmund for a while. At one yeah, time. that was that was a loan deal. But that, traditionally. They've always it's kind of been they'll sell them and but they'll have a buyback yeah. because like the loaning thing doesn't really matter in Spain because you can play against your parent club, but yeah. they they tend to sell them and then have that buyback clause. Super. So right with with Endrick, you're not loaning him. No, you're gonna you're gonna bring him through. It would bring it would him all, through the. It would all depend uh, on the manager. You're the manager now. If, this you're, if you're the manager. Playing. But well, it's then whether you think he's going to be better than the options you've got there. You know, mm. 
because are they going to play Vinicius Junior through the middle when Benzema ultimately, you know, it will get to a point where he won't be able to be the, the sole number nine anymore. So will that create room for Endrick to come in? Because I don't think they're going to play him through the middle. I think he plays more not, off of... Not that soon. Yeah. No. So yeah, we've so, got, just got to see him. One thing I will say as well, this is quite a cool little nod to what we're talking about. It is that when you buy a youngster and when you buy these young talents coming through now on FM, it gives you that opportunity where they'll come back. The club will go, can we have him back for a year? Which is a good thing. Do you utilise that a lot? Or do I've, you just I've kind of... i PSG. Yeah, I like I, that. I signed a, a Brazilian right back, shock. Yeah. Um, from Sao Paulo. And I was like, at the moment, I've got Hakimi and mm. Masraoui. He's Masraoui, isn't it? I think he's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, he's not, he's not going to play. So no. I thought, you know, I'll, I'll happily loan him back. And that was yeah. just because every club wanted him. So I thought, sod it, I'll get in there. Yep. Buy him Chow. and just let him, let him stay there. Good shout. Good shout. Right, As last thing on. Brazil loaded. <laughs> yeah. Good man. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll just see what the nods are. Um, so let's uh, let's do one last thing on Wonder Kids before Matt delivers a terrible quiz. Matt's asked us yes. here, Joe, to name our favourite Wonder Kid from this year's game. Now, it doesn't have to be a Wonder Kid. As we said, if it's not a media description of Wonder Kid, it can just be a Wonder Kid to you. Um, he's put some stipulations in here. We won't go with that. Just your best Wonder Kid, Joe. Who Who is... If you could tell somebody to go and it could be a hidden gem wonder kid. Who is who are you oh, going to tell people? Oh, I was going to say Nugent. That wouldn't have helped anybody. No, that probably wouldn't. Mm. Imagine the, the thousands of listeners going into home to type it into their computers and they go, mm. shake says, angry no. fist or whatever it is. Oh. We know last year you had Rooney Bargy, Joe. That was definitely your Yeah, I've not signed him this chapter. year. Rooney Bargy, 100% would have been in there, but I'm probably going to say Pedri or Gavi. Okay. Yeah, and actually, they're, they're realistic they're, targets. You can get them. You can get them because Barcelona are in the mud. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of any. Didn't you have um, the Brazilian guy um, that we talked about the Newcastle were linked with? Oh, Vitor Roque. Yeah, how was he? In... Yeah, a good player. And do you know what? I've just I had a news item come up um, just before we started the pod because obviously he's still at Stoke, mm. and it said, um, "Will he be joining Newcastle?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's been bad. Um, Duranville, yeah, I was going to say Duranville. He's going to be at Dortmund in the new patch. Correct. We've but, also got Madrid, he, who's going to be at Chelsea. We got Endo Fernandez, who's going to be at Chelsea as well. So they're going to kind of yeah, snap a few off. Chelsea have got a few, haven't they? Yeah. Let's, let's be fair. Um, I'm just trying to think who else. As you have a think, I'm going to tell you a couple. One for me, kind of last year as well. Benjamin Sesco. He's going to be at Leipzig like straight away, but he he doesn't get the game time. They've got they've got Timo Werner. He doesn't play the time the, the game time. You can pick him up on loan and then get him on a transfer. Obviously, we're eighteen sixty. I tried, I tried, I tried, and then went for the for the German guy instead of him. And then secondly, I would probably say one of my favorite players to you. Oh, one of a player that I've seen do very well in one of my games, and I actually signed him for my little offline Chelsea save. It's Garnacho. Um, he was banging it in for Leverkusen um, in, in Germany and his attributes are tremendous. Um, he is very highly rated on the game, so give him a little look. He's quite easy to pick up for Manchester United. I think I picked him up for about 15 to 16 million second season. Um, he is young, but he can uh, he can definitely up the sales of hair dye in your local area. Scalvini, centre-half. 
Yes, your massive level of him. Yeah, he's, he's a beast. Mm-hmm. One, one I, I, I just can never get hold of, um, and I'm, I can't pronounce the guy's name either. Uh, but the, the guy from Georgia who plays at Napoli. Oh yeah, Gavardella. Um, Gavardella. Yeah. Like he is just Kavaradana. incredible on this game as well, right? Yeah, he's a beast. He's, I've, I've scouted him for PSG, and he's like two hundred million. Yeah, just no chance. But he's somebody I'd like to kind of, t- uh, I'd like to play with. I really would. I'd like to know what he's like. Um, you imagine PSG or someone like or someone of that ilk, like big money team, Newcastle, mm. pay the money for him, and someone gets Victor Seaman as well. Oh. Victor Seaman goes to Manchester United. They're yeah, absolutely lying in the pockets, but that's that's yeah. some rebuild. And if you get that, if you got if you got say 150 million each player, yeah, that's that's a nice little pot on it to go. And I mean, if they if they win, they're they're more than likely going to win Syria, yeah, they and they could win the Champions League. You know, um, that's and huge. Then yeah, then it's time to go right. And mm. um, yeah, interesting. I awesome. think the only other one that stands out for me, well, in terms of players I've had. Krattenmacher obviously is great, low value, really good player. Um, the one I was really looking forward to, if I had got the chance to start a new save, was going to be the boy Shel- Sheldrup, but now um, he's moved to Benfica, Benfica, hasn't he? Yeah. So that's kind of um, slightly ruined that, but we, we've already talked about this a bit, but it's just happening earlier and earlier in the FM cycle that these wonder kids are gone by the time we get to the winter yeah, update. I mean, it's, it's, it's devastating. It's, it's the almost like they use it I've to scout. Yeah, but I've said before, haven't I? Like it's, they they have to get them because football is now so robotic, mm. like in, in mm. the the structure they need to be in that the teams just need to get them early because if you take the risk on that player, like Dortmund for instance, how they sign players, they can they're looking at that as going right in two three seasons we're going to yeah. quadruple our money on that player, so we need to go and get them now, especially like Benfica like that's their their whole model is they rely on selling like one or two players for big money every season. To just bankroll the club, so they have to take the risk. Um, but with Sheldrop, to be fair, goes back to what we were talking about because Clates retrained him as a left back in his Newcastle save. Yes, and uh, I was like, that's that's something I've done a lot. He's attacking wide players, making them attacking fullback. Like, yeah. Why not? If they're if they're spending most of the time in the opposition's half, why yeah. not do that? And that that's just a little throwback there because I remember watching one of Clates' video. Yeah, I mean, another one for me, Joe, I can't remember the chap's names, you're going to have to help me, but the Bayern Munich striker, Matthew Tell. Yeah. yeah, he was always oh, really tell, good. Yeah. Yeah. Who did I sign him for? I don't know, it was early on. Because um, I told you to sign Because you told me to sign him at 1860 and I just couldn't, um, no chance. Um, but yeah, he's a good player. Right, um, Mad, uh, we've built you up. Disappoint us. Quiz Do time. that every week, don't we? It's time. For the quiz. I have a topical quiz. Seeing as we're talking about... Um, Is it Carabao Cup? You know, introducing... <laughs> definitely not the Carabao Cup. Not until next year. Uh, the topic of this week's quiz is obviously relating to introducing young players into the first team. I'm going to throw you 10 random Premier League clubs. I'm going to be looking for um, the youngest, youngest player in the Premier League. Um, so I'll give you the club and I'm going to need you to guess their youngest okay. ever I think we uh, can work in the Premier League era you want to work together? yeah just let us work together because we ain't seeing, it, seeing as he won't work with you on the network save we'll let him work together with you on the quiz yeah. so the first club I'm going to throw at you question number one is Brighton hang on are we overall or this season? overall ever ever, ever. 
Evan Ferguson? Correct, Evan Ferguson, age 17. I knew it had to be, because you shag him. I will, eventually. 17 years and four months in 2022. Settle, let you in easy, lads. Question number two. Fulham. Harry Wilson? Incorrect. Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott gets you the point. That's that's who I know. Good player. 16 years and one month old in 2019. Wonder Kid alert. Question number three. Leeds United. Um, Oh, it's ever. James Milner. Incorrect. Oh, got beaten, did he? Did. Oh, it's the uh, King Dong. Aaron Lennon. Aaron Lennon, 16 years, four months, and seven days in 2003. Is it? He's the longest time period or longest is in. Soccer M, mate, who's the longest in the shower. And it was always Aaron Lennon, Lennon. for 12 inches, and that's too much. Surely not when he was 16 years, four months, and seven days old. Mate, fun fact. So my ex... My ex-girlfriend, her aunt, this is a proper FM news item. Yes. She used to be Michael Carrick's cleaner when he was at Spurs. When Michael Carrick went to Manchester United, he sold his house to Aaron Lennon and she carried on being their cleaner and she was like, it was just a a mess. It was like party zone because obviously he he got a lot of money. But it was just always, he'd be going training and there'd be people just still fucking partying all those minutes. So, yeah. That isn't. That is. She didn't see his knob. That is a news item, though. Like the mother's yoga instructor, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, Love yeah. that. Uh, so that was question three. Question number four. Manchester City. Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Oh, yeah, Seventeen years and three months in two thousand and five. Question number five. Newcastle United. Um, the kid Matt likes Adam Armstrong. <laughs> Adam Armstrong, 17 years, one month, and five days in 2014. Correct. On to his current club, Southampton. Luke Shaw. Dupe is on fire, lads. Luke oh, Shaw, 17 we're years. We're getting up to my sort of era now. For, for, for the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to go back again. Cheers. So that was question number six. Question seven. Leicester City. Oh, I know this one. Um... I know this one. Oh, what's his name? He doesn't know it, folks. I fucking do. Emil Heskey. Is he right, Joe? He's definitely got Google open. I do. Do you reckon he has? There's, there's no I do way know he that. knows that. It's Emil Heskey. All right, eyes on me, dude, for the rest of this. It is Emil Heskey. Oh, you're here. Uh, Hang on. 17 years, one month, 25 days. Eyes on me. Ooh, this is kinky. He's he's memorized them now. We're going to go question number eight. This is almost kind of rigged and set up for him now. Manchester United. Uh, Oh, um, yeah. Angel Gomez. Great shout, lads. I wouldn't have known that. Angel Gomez, 16 years, eight months and 20 days. He's banging it now. Um, He's doing awesome. Question number nine. He's, he's, Mm. He's good in FM as well. Over to you, Joe. West Ham United. Oh, you should know this. Mm. I do. Against Arsenal, mm. Reese Oxford. Reese Oxford, 16 years, 7 months, and 24 days. Now, they're, they're, 
mate, there, there's someone that got uh, hyped up yeah, massively. Yeah. And then, because he didn't want, because he wanted a massive contract, fucked uh, off elsewhere. Where are you now? Bro? Where is he now? What club is he at? Was you mentioned Gladbach? Um, yeah, I think is he it? is mentioned Gladbach. That's, why, that's what that's... it says in front of me here when I'm Googling, isn't it? All right. <laughs> I ain't got clear. Final question of tonight's quiz. The youngest player ever in the Premier League to have played for Chelsea. Frank? No, he wouldn't have been. No, where did... Oh. Okay. I actually know this. And there's a reason why I know this. Because I was listening to an interview about him the other day. Because he's currently the Swindon Town Manager. And they introduce him as Chelsea's youngest ever player. Joe, do you know what he's talking about? D. Morris. Joe D. Morris. Is he Swind- he's the manager now of Swindon? Because he was yeah. assistant manager, wasn't he? He's currently the manager of Swindon yeah. Town, yeah. He was, he was Frank's assistant. 17 manager. years, one month, and 14 days in 1996. Was he even born? That's your lot, lads. Dave wasn't born then. Dave definitely wasn't born. No. Dave's 26. He's 26? No, he's not. He's that- not. That shocks me, mate. Dave is twenty. That makes me feel old. old. I mean, I'm thirty, but that makes me feel old in being twenty-six. I remember when I met him, and his dad answered the door, and I had to fill out paperwork before I could take him to Old Trafford. With me. <laughs> I can't believe he's twenty-six. We can let him in the WhatsApp group now. We can. We are. Oh, does that mean we got to delete his mum? What a shame. <laughs> right. On that note, that brings episode number two hundred and ninety to a close. You can find all the links for us in the podcast description, or by visiting fivestarpotential.com, where you can find all our latest football manager content, including the fifth edition of our Wonder Kid Watch. Who's that? Who's it on this time, Matt? This week's Wonder Kid Watch is Rasmus Holjund. Hol- yeah, it's hard to pronounce, pronounce this is why I let you say um, it. Five Star Potential is available. On- <laughs> Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every single week. Thank you so much for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Bring back Kai. Goodbye, folks. Who? Goodbye. Where's Matt? Mm-hmm.